racing up towards the furlough marker, and here comes Lester Bigger on Nijinsky. It's here on the far side, Lester Bigger on the near side of Nijinsky. Nijinsky coming and taking up from here, and racing up towards the line. It's a miss for Lester Bigger. Nijinsky's gone clear. Furlough Academy, it's And a very big warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Jubilee Edition. Just <laughs> it's the Epsom Derby, and I oh, know you can't say Epsom Derby. It's the Derby and Oaks. It's not the Epsom Derby. It's the Derby and the Oaks uh, preview show. And joining me this evening um, are three fine gentry, John Lang. Good evening, John. Good evening, everybody. Yes, Nick Davis. Good evening, Nick. Good evening, Lee. And last but not least, certainly not least, is Quentin Franks. Good evening, Quentin. Afternoon, all. Afternoon, all. Yeah, now we've done the Waltons, we can we can carry on and uh, bring you a ter- terrific show. Um, John, just before we carry on with the show, did you see any of the uh, uh, the Jubilee action today? Uh, yes, the minute I sl- like clapped eyes on it, I managed to turn the television off. <laughs> you know, but- the only problem is negotiate an exit from my house because out around the, the back street at the minute, it's awash with bunting and uh, I feel a little bit like stringing myself up with it. Oh, come on, John. This is this is <laughs> 70 years of service by ah. our, our magnificent monarch. Um, and, and, and and you 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 know you're miserable as sin on a day. Seventy years of gimmies with stallion coverings, yearlings, and she still hasn't managed to win a derby. Yeah. John, John Warren should be in the tower with his head on a spike anyway. <laughs> and I, listen, I believe also you know your famed uh, you know comments about the hat. I don't think the hat's been out today. Well, no, they're probably resting the hat up for uh, later in the week, you know. I might, might just be going straight to Ascot now, you know, kind of step back. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, so that's John's take on the Jubilee, everybody. Uh, but, I mean, certainly, you know, I, I enjoyed today. A bit of pomp, a bit of, you know, a bit of, bit, of, bit, of, bit, of, bit of people all cheering and waving. Does that not get you going, John? Yeah, I guess we're going to the bog. <laughs> Okay, okay. The happy show. Yeah, the happy show indeed. Yes, we're all uh, uh, miserable. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, coming on to this this brilliant show that we've got planned uh, with some brilliant bets. Um, just want to mention that this show came alive last year. Thank you to the the greatest trainer that's ever lived, uh, Mr. William Haggis, and his tremendous shirt. Uh, last year, he brought it out on that walk for for Mohafeth up, 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 up down the downs. He got it. He got that shirt out and ready, and uh, he's never looked back since. Since he's worn that shirt, he's given us the greatest talent that the world has seen at this this moment in time in Baid. And I'll tell you, the shirt. Um, he's, he's he's a living legend. So so thank you to the shirt. And, he, and we, I'm back to winner today of the shirt, so that was good. Anyway, onwards and upwards. We've got a busy show. So bets first of all. We're going to go third best, second best, and best as always. Nick Davis, I'm coming to you because you've been an absentee for a while. You're much missed because your flat knowledge is uh, is up there with the best. What have you got as your third best bet of 
the Epsom meeting. Right. I love these handicaps at Epsom. They do lead over the years to some horses to come back, win and win again. I mean, Resurge, Fiery Light, Caspian Prince, Tartan Gear, Louis Array, Examiner. And my first bet goes in the 3.45 tomorrow. And ironically, it's not a cool specialist. I mean, you've got a couple up the top there. Soto. I mean, Soto sister. What a what a, a legend around there. But yeah. he's seven-year-old now, and it's, this is the highest handicap mark he's had. I think he's only come here to avoid another one of my bets later in the in the 12 furlong race. Um this is yeah, this is a decent ten furlong handicap. Of course he'll run well. I mean the favourites up in class a little bit. You can't really think, but I've gone for if this will either be tailed off or it'll hack up. And it's Royal Champion. Ah, he's the a, variant, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been gelded. He's been tried in the highest ice class. They've thought always thought the world of this horse, I think. And I think it's today is 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 now they've had it snackers of it's it's today or never, I think. Uh I mean off ninety seven it could be hundred and ten horse. Yeah. No, there's it always be, been potential. And it, it's it's only a win only, it's a point win only because I mean you could easily see it traveling well and not doing anything but this this could run away with it and it's nine eight nine to one ten to uh, one ten to ten one to one. use ten, it yeah that's yeah. yeah. so, five hills i think it's top. well worth a well worth a point anyway because this could do this this could if it's reproduce anything it's done at home it'll it'll go well here and a lot of these apart from the flavor are quite quite well exposed and this isn't yeah no fair comment uh so good start to the show one point win, ten to one Royal Champion in the three forty-five uh, Epsom on Friday. That's for Nick to start us off. John Lang, uh, my third best bet runs in the six forty-one Doncaster. Tomorrow. Oh, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, it, it it is Derby week, so I've gone for Derby. Uh, Topical tip. Yeah, exactly. Um, Not beaten far on his first run back when he was well fancied. I mean, he had 18 months off before that. Uh, The farm's been franked since. The winner went close at Chester. That was uh, Cap Francais of uh, Ed Walker's. This one looked a little bit on the stuffy side to me when he made debut at Newmarket. And I think he's entitled to come on for it. There's some pace on here, and Nigel think they should make it a nice even gallop. This lad will probably sit out the back and pick him up later on. He'll do for me one point win. So Dusty's got the carrots as well at the minute. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, plenty of carrots for Dusty. Five to two, bet three, six, five then for John for his one point win. Um, yep, good, good good start, John, in a way, apart from it's Doncaster. I hate Doncaster at the minute, it's horrible. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, fair play. Uh, okay, Quentin, coming to you for your um, third best, please. Give me half an hour, Lee. I thought we're only tipping at Epsom, so I'm just going to scramble through the Catterick card quickly and see what I can pull out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my one point bet comes in the Woodcoat tomorrow. Um, not been done any favours with the draw legend of Xanadu, but pedigree suggests he's just going to keep on improving. He's 60s icon, they're generally tough, hardy things. Time looked fine last time out. He was on the right part of the track at Red Car and the form. A few behind have taken sideways steps. Um, 
will go on the ground, no bother. And I think he's just an uncomplicated sort who's going to get further. Uh, 15 to 2, 7 to 1 generally looks overpriced. A few a few ahead of him in the market I don't particularly like. Commander Straka, got doubts about the trip for him. A state similar, he hung last time out. Keep bidding was a fair performance at Nottingham first up. Clearly will improve for the trip and experience. And silence is surprisingly short. Um, I thought 15 to 2 was overpriced. I thought 6 to 1 the week was overpriced, to be honest. So uh, one point yeah. win, 15 to 2. No, one point win, fifteen two for Quentin. I, I, I think it's a dreadful woodcut. Absolutely, it's a bad one. Dreadful. Um, and for the price, seventy five thousand for a conditions race, and you, you do, and you see the standard running there. Half of these will get get beaten a ripper maiden. Um, you know, it's 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 dreadful, dreadful sort of standard. But uh, Quentin's highlighted one there that did win easy last time out. So good luck with Legend of Xanadu, Quentin. I'm going uh, against Nick Davis in the 345 race um, for my one pointer. But it, at least it's not obvious. Oh, not too obvious. Caradoc uh, at nine to one. Uh, Bet three six five and Coral for, for Dead Walker. And um, and Tom Marquand, I believe this has got a lot better chance than his odds suggest. In 2020, in this this race, he he was a, he he was absolutely stone last turning in, which is where he usually comes from. But they gone no pace because the kilt had nicked it off the front end with Sky Defender, and Caradoc was powering down down the hill and finishing fast and late. Uh, I think there's likely to be a decent pace on or half decent pace on. Uh, which will probably suit this time. And Caradoc was very interested at nine to one because I don't believe he's been busy this year. If you watch his runs, he's never been busy really. They're not. They were. They've never been bothered. The targets are clearly this and and or the Magnet Cup. You know that you can see that's that's where they've they've planned the season again. And I think he's fair enough off ninety eight. They'll be disappointed they haven't got dropped, but he's every chance of reversing the form with Mokta Saab on Goodwood. Good Mokta Saab had the easy lead when he won at Goodwood, um, and Caradoc uh, was was giving him a lot of start and ran on into second. So Caradoc, um, if you want to be at each way ponds. You could do, I suppose, because if he gets every chance, he's not going to be he's not going to be far away. It's up to you, but I'm going one point win at nine to one. Okay, on to the two pointers, John. I'm coming back to you for your two pointer, please. You're gonna love this, Doncaster. Yeah, three or six at Doncaster. This is how we're all made. Helped. I'm not entirely convinced he needs to go up in trip again just now, but uh, for me, he's, he's still got. The thick end of half a stone up his sleeve, and I think it'll beat these. We've discussed him enough not to go into any great detail about him. Um, I think we know enough about him, really. Um, two points win. Yeah, like I mean, obviously, I, I do think Hiltz is now he's going up a little bit. Probably not yet, but I do think he's ground dependent. I think it, I think he'd improve another half a stone if he gets cut. It's currently on the soft side at Doncaster, so you're all right, but. Obviously, I've not really looked at weather forecasts at Doncaster, as this is a Derby show, an Oak show, John. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, two two points win uh, Hilts for John. If it's uh, any consolation, you'll be approving of the next one. Good, but he, anyway, Hilts Hilts is obviously a friend of the show. Um, we've got many friends of the show this year, and Hiltz is a friend of the show now. Uh, won twice, and John Graham got... Cunningham a friend of the show now. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's me. Um, yeah, uh, I was like, gin, gin, gin infused 
Twitter rows. You can't beat them. So five five to one. <laughs> five to one Hiltzman John is his second best. Um we'll come to me then and leave the best judges to last. Mine goes tomorrow. In fact, all my bets are tomorrow. How disappointing for Saturday punters. No, how good for Saturday punters. Golf Club will be relieved. Three ten Epsom tomorrow. Uh, the Coronation Cup. Um what 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 better way uh, to celebrate the Jubilee this week? And uh, I'm going for an old friend of ours, Minerva. I am I can't believe the odds, to be honest. Um five to two. I don't think we'll see five to two again for this horse. You've got high definition at four to one. That again, that is that is a re- how on earth have they put high definition up twelve pounds from hundred and seven to hundred and nineteen on the back of the last run? When we all know how curra can work, you could send a handicapper from the front of the curra some days in group races, and it'll it'll finish third in a, in, a, in a big race. Just how the curra rides and. I'm not. He hasn't just improved. He hasn't just improved twelve pounds in one run. He just hasn't. And how that is four to one, because because only way he'll probably run his race if they go from the front again. Well, you have got the kill. You you know you've other possible pace pressures. I I, I just I don't see how that's four to one. Pile driver. Fair anyway, is he? Well, well, that's the other thing. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's I, I I astonished at the pricing of this pile driver. They're all backing it as if it's last year's sort of like form he hasn't i know he's had he's had some bad trips out in the desert but last time out he sort of had every chance that level of form just beating alan kerr like comes in with high definition form if you like uh but alan kerr would probably beat high definition on, on a less biased track pile drivers seven or four i don't think pile drivers are the horse we saw last year before injury i don't i think he's i don't think he's far off but i don't think he is the horse Minerva is the real deal. If it wasn't for Adair and it wasn't for Hurricane Lane, Minerva would have been contesting the, the top mile and a half races last year. And the only reason he wasn't is because they, they tried to keep them all apart and tried to t- turn this into a cup horse. He's been too keen in Dubai. Reportedly, he bled in Dubai, but he didn't bleed on the racetrack. He bled in the stables. So was he happy out there? Well, I've tried to get my feelers out, and um, the chap that rides the horse is apparently is very uncooperative in telling anyone anything. Didn't get it off him, but I'm told, reliably told, that the horse has been working extremely well off a work watcher that watches them there, um, and there's no issues, none whatsoever. The horse is a happy horse, so that's good enough for me. Five to two, two points win, Minerva Coronation Cup um, would have been my best bet, but I've got a better one, so it just is what it is. So. Quentin, coming to you for your number two. My number two comes in the 1545 at Epsom tomorrow. Um, not really much to add, to be honest, to what you said, Lee. Caradoc, two points win, nine to one. Um, he, he got beat last time out, not off really. Further back than ideal, steadily run race. Decent decent time clocked behind the dark shift who wins the Hunt Cup if he gets a decent draw. Goodwood, he was behind the favourite here. I'm the favourite's been revitalised, uh, Mocker said, by the switch to William Nightshard. It, it was a dog previously, and I just, at the end of that race, I just had, I saw his head coming up. I thought, well, another few runs, is he going to want to keep putting it in? Yeah. Um, I've, I've got concerns about him. Um, this, this bad company had the rail at Newmarket last time out when it was hot rail day. Um, I'm surprised Caradoc's not 5-1 to one here. Um, yeah. There's plenty of pace to aim at. Travel's yeah, two points win nine to one. 
No, good stuff. I'd have rung the klaxon bell there, but like I say, I respect Nick's, Nick's selection, so we can't ring a klaxon because we've got three tips in the race, but obviously up for two horses, a big Dutch, a big Dutch klaxon. That, that's the one, Dutch klaxon. <laughs> Caradoc and Royal Champion. One point win on each, like price-wise, Tom Seagal. Yeah, got the game by the bollocks. Nick Davis. <laughs> Right, my second best bet goes in the Northern Dancer on Saturday at 5.15. Ah. And it's last year's winner, Midnight Legacy. I think Soto Sizzler uh, going to the 10 furlong race, they think they don't think they could beat it on about £7 worse terms than it was last year. And I actually, I prefer Alan King as a flat trainer these days rather than a jump strainer. He seems to have, uh, he, seems to, he seems to do well at all these big festivals. He seems to Keep getting him one up. He's got Buick back on. I can't see a lot of negatives in the race. Buick back's on for the first time since it won last year. So they obviously think today's, or tomorrow, well, Saturday's the day with it. That's my second best bet. I think it's sixes, is it? Or 13, to, 13 Th- to 2 with Denise Kurtz. Yeah. The Stirk on Trent Tree Trunk Firm uh, are giving 13 to 2. Uh, for Midnight's Legacy, so you can have that, Nick, for your two-pointer. Um, it doesn't look the strongest of renewals, I have to say that. So, yeah, so I kind of kind of, kind of get where you're coming from with that. Nothing really negative to say about that at all. Okay, we're coming on to best bets times. So what can we do? Um, go on, I'll kick us off. Um, it's in the Oaks, and I, I, I'm sort of, a bit perplexed here. Um, I, I've tried to analyse and tried to make the case for why Nashua is not at least the same price of Emily Upjohn. Because, honestly, every every single data piece I've got, sectional timing, times, etc., blah, 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 has Nashua in front of Emily Upjohn. And the, the, the visual impression that Nashua has given me over Emily Upjohn is better. Emily Upjohn ran at York in the Musidora, was very keen as well. Um, I'm not sh- like obviously didn't have much to beat. Um, obviously, Quentin mentioned about uh, backing Emily Upjohn anti purse. You may as well if you liked her for the Musidora because it'd be shorter. He was spot on. He, you know, he, he mentioned the value that day. He's got it. Um, so I'm not I'm not dissing Emily Upjohn in in, in terms of that won't win the Oaks. I, I, I just don't understand why one's 11 away and one's fours, because there is no piece of data that I have or, or gut feeling or visual references uh, watching videos as to why there's a disparity between the two. Now, you could say that, well, Emily John will be ridden more handier and Nashua will be dropped out under Holly and, you know, the, 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 there is a little bit of a worry there. You know, it could be too far back. But, I mean, I, I, this is where I'm at. I, I don't get the pricing. Four to one. I, I, we, we said on the show, I think it was a few sermons back, John, didn't we? We, we mentioned Nashua at 10s, yeah. saying Nashua couldn't be 10s in the Oaks market after a success at Newbury because it, visually it was just very impressive. And the times back it up. So I'm saying here that, that four to one is is my max play for three points, and I think Nashua will win the Oaks. I, I, I genuinely feel that if things go away and they go a nice pace and it's not, it's not a farce, um, I think Nashua will win the Oaks. Okay, chaps, uh, I will come to Nick Davis next. Right then, my best bet goes in the two thirty-five tomorrow, 
the mile handicap. Uh, a few that run one here. I mean, oh, this is us likes it here, but it is drawn a bit wide and it may find itself with too much to do. Carlos and Espinado likes it here as well. But I'm going, uh, after its last run at Chester, I'm going for a Revich. They've got Crowley back up on. I think it's around about 10 to 1. I think it 9, 10 to 1. I think it's far too big. That, this this is one round here as well. It's going to get, a, uh, yes, it's going to be up there. I don't think it's a massive pace war up there. I think it's going to be round about sort of uh, fourth or fifth there. Uh, and I can see it's well overpriced at that thing, 10, 9, 10 to 1. Yeah, 9 to 1 generally available. Uh, the uh, Davis has probably been round uh, uh, London, smashing it all up um, in the shops. Like He's had all the 10s. I, I, I can tell it through his his language there. He's had the 10s. Um, <laughs> it, it, 9s is available for Revic uh, for his three-pointer. Uh, good luck with that, Nick. Um, yep, nothing again not to like about that. Quentin, coming to you. Your three pointer. It's like a countdown scenario where I've, I've been copying your answer, Lee. Um, my best <laughs> bet is Manobo in the free yes. time. Like, we, we might get a klaxon. I feel, I feel there's one coming from somewhere else, um, <laughs> someone else's selection. Um, <laughs> what's not to like about him? How he's not favourite here and seven to four, 13 to eight. You've got Hakumu reportedly needs to run high definition, as you pointed out, cover a front end. Trip is he going to get the trip? There's enough pace on. What is what really is pile driver? I feel like people in the markets have kind of fallen in love with him because he's a William Muir horse and he's a younger dog and all that bollocks. Um, but he had every chance in the desert last time out. I know he, he was unlucky, unlucky in running slightly, but when he got out in the clear, he was hardly flying home. Like Bonobo clearly didn't stay. What was it, two miles or whatever? He's a free goer. He is a mile and a half horse. He's got he's got gears for fun. Um, all clear with a derby second last year when making his debut. What is he, five to two? Yeah, that's a max max bet. Five to two, three yeah. points win. Come, come, yeah, I, I, yeah I, 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 agree, I agree with it. It's a much better race this year than it was last year when Pile Driver won it as well. Who did he go battle that Haggis thing, didn't he? Yeah, yeah the, he beat the, the Haggis Hound. The, Alazi, yeah. He, he, yeah, hit 101 and then did, didn't put it in. So it's, oh, yeah, he's short, Pile Driver. He's very short, so... Hopefully the uh, the Italian uh, fucks up and, and Buick and Appleby can uh, can celebrate. So, yep, I, I, we're all over Manoba. He's going to get Claxon, but um, John, I'm coming to you for your best. Well, you'd be pleased to hear that this one's actually at Epsom. We're in the 5:45 tomorrow, and I was having a look at the race, and the biggest issue here could be the lack of obvious pace. I think Pocket the Profit might have been suited to this trip, track and ground given searing pace, but this looks iffy to me. Same for the perennial unlucky loser that we take in our band. However, Lord Rapscallion has been brought along steadily by his shrewd friend of the show trainer. And the draw is just about okay for me. He's in 10, and I think he'll sit handy off this. He ran a belter in this off 93 last year when he didn't get the clearest of runs and his shrewd friend of the show trainer has managed to get him £10 lower here <laughs> we know he acts around here it was a swamp last year so rain won't be an issue you tell me boys what's not to like, three points win well three points win no, no wankering from you absolutely not 
three points, eighteens on the nose. John wants to take it out, big bar blitz style with Lord Rapscallion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I can tie back on. Yeah, I can see your case. Um, do you know what? I mean, I mean, we, we, we're not we're not discussing this race because it's not a TV race, but. Uh, pocket the profit. I've, I'm, I'm, I've been busting for to run a six furlong soft ground again, and I'll have the lot on. Um, so that they've gone seven furlong, stuck early turner on, and and it's probably not going to be that soft. I mean, there will be a bit of cutting ground, but it'd be all right for it. But still, I think your day just down the bottom, Nuvolari. I think it's going to be ridden a lot differently tomorrow. I think it's been held up. I mean, it was, it was. My idea of the it was when it finished about in Sandown behind my idea of the Britannia winner Wahees and the last time it's been ridden from the back. He's got fanning on it tomorrow. I think that only means one thing. This mm. is going to go from the front tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Flapper Joe. You, you don't want Flapper Joe two thirds down the back. That's no good. Um, you need him controlling the fractions. As um, the kilt also nicked the Zetland Gold Cup today from the front. Uh, yeah, that, which, that was that was. I had a look at that, but that was that wasn't the price I wanted. I yeah. thought it'd been in a couple of better handicaps than that, hadn't it? The one at Newmarket, it ran in. That was a, I think it was a better handicap than the one today, but it was no price. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thanks, chaps. So that's that's our best bets done. We've got one Claxon in Minerva for the Coronation Cup. Uh, a close Claxon. Well, no, we'll we'll give it two Claxon. We'll have a Dutch Claxon in the. Uh, in, in, in the uh, Kazoo Handicap with the uh, Royal Champion and uh, Caradoc. So, yeah, that, that, yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, and John's got some bets at Doncaster as well. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, we'll come on to the two classics because this is what... You want to know what to back in the classics if you've not listened to best bets. So, we'll start with the Oaks. Um, obviously, I've tipped in it and I've said my piece. So, I'm going to leave you three to chew the fat over the oak. I'm just trying to remember how our conversation about Nashua started this morning, Lee. <laughs> um, what, what was it I said? You said you were, you were going to smash the arse off this uh, and smash it and keep smashing it. And then, but made sure you put a, a big smash the arse off lane. That's the one, yeah. Um, <laughs> based really on the fact that Holly Doyle absolutely took her brains out for a wash last time in the trial. She went from last to first between the three pole and the toe pole, which is plainly ridiculous. You don't do that unless you get a bit giddy and girly. Sorry, Holly, but very <laughs> <laughs> the Me Too movement are going to descend on. Yeah, on tough. Um, we'll, we'll have, we'll have 30,000 new followers by the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Me Too. That, that's the worry tomorrow, to be honest. I think big chance of winning first classic, going well, turning in, gets a bit giddy, could have a Mr. Bailey scenario. Um, so I am going to put a lane round about the even money mark to get this ridiculously hefty welt I'm going to have on this back. So there it is for me. Um, I did did think uh, the Algarve would finish closer to the favourite than it did at York. Looked as though it gurgled a bit, about 300 yards out. So so much in need of the race. I think that will come on quite a bit. And I think the... um, 
Aidan O'Brien Chester winner. It'll run very well if it is wet because it would probably bag the main side rail if we came across. Yeah, John, John do we think um, the ITV uh, racing will do a sex week if Holly wins? Absolutely. <laughs> I think so as well, yeah. yeah, I, do, yeah. I, do, I do, I do. I think they'll all be like eulogising. Oh, Holly Doyle won. Well, well Hugo, Hugo Vickers, royal biographer and correspondent, was on Loose Women today. And it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was commentating on the, the balcony. It was on the balcony and how he'd seen and everything. And I'm absolutely convinced Hugo was on his fourth pair of undies by the time that was... <laughs> there you are, folks. Loose women commentary from John today. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Nick. I know you. You said to me off air you'd no opinion on the Oaks. Not really, no. No, Quentin. Well, I put up Tuesday on that pointless five to follow show at ten, eleven, or one anti post. She's the same sort of price. She's what three years old tomorrow. She turns. She's improving gradually. Um, Emily Upjohn, I've got a position on at four to one, seven to two. She's now eleven to eight. Yeah. Um, the one at a bigger price. I'm just gonna have a few quid on his mood of Vega. She was unlucky at Chester, got caught in a pocket and found trouble in running a couple of occasions. At, at thirty-three to one, I think she's slightly overpriced. But with the positions I've got, not really done a massive amount on the race. I've just kind of left them and and we'll go from there. Um, suspect the ground tomorrow is going to ride soft side a good. They'll come far side, not far. Yeah, far side. Um, yeah, so that that's it. I'm going to have a small position on Moon de Vega. Emily Upton on Tuesday, I've got positions on. Um, there's there's no juice in the Emily Upton price as it is. No. Do do we do we think Tuesday is a bit? I don't know. I mean, it might improve massively. I don't think. Yeah. You don't, but I I I don't know. I, I just I'm not taken by Tuesday at all. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know why it is. I, I just can't get excited because I thought concert all did the best sort of like one mile Oaks trial. That's what I'd take from from that Guineas that concert hall looked the best Oaks prospect. Any anyone sort of agree with that or disagree? Well, if I wouldn't have another two furlong, you wouldn't have said Chelsea and Beta, would you? No. But no, I think okay. You know, but, but it's, I'm not. So, I'm not so sure, chap. Are we? Are we not so sure about the mile mile form for the Phillies? It, it looks uh, apart from homeless songs, which obviously bolted up at the Curra. Um, there's nothing I've seen from any of the mile Phillies where I'm I'm bouncing for any of them. Oh no, Cashew won the uh, the Guineas, so that that kind of says it all, doesn't it? It's yeah. Weak, weak miling Phillies. Bar bar homeless song. Was she was she for the bet? If she goes to Asker at six to four. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I mean, I mean, it, it's 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 like you say. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on from the. We're bored of the Phillies. Uh, it's gin and pate for most. Um, but but Nash were for me because I I I, I didn't take the tens. I, I mentioned the tens on the sermon. I'm a bit pissed off. I didn't bother having a go because, and uh, you know now it's fours and it's, it might seem boring, but I still think it's value at fours because I I genuinely feel on the numbers it's got a big chance. Um. Okay, we'll move on to the derby then on Saturday. So, obviously, seventeen go to first. Um, John, how isn't many? It nice, isn't it? Isn't it nice to see? I think this looks a proper derby, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. You haven't got you've got twelve different trainers, a field of seventeen, and it's nicely balanced. It's not one with you know Aidan O'Brien with six horses, Godolphin with a couple, and three out three rags. It does give it's you a bit proper. of hope that it'll be decently run, doesn't it? And... Yeah. 
No, no. I mean, John's obviously banged the drum for a long time about how pissed off he is with the derby when O'Brien ends up running six and two pacemakers, two in the middle, two at the back. And and I agree because it can produce some silly results at La Serpentine, et cetera, et cetera. It's funny the pace pace tomorrow as well. I mean, Royal Patronage and Stone uh, are really drawn low. One and four, they're going to have to work awfully hard to get to the front. I bet I think... John was happy when Johnston got drawn one. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Adair was drawn one, Earth was drawn yeah. one. You know, it can be done. But obviously, statistically, you don't want to be drawn stalls one and two in the derby. The, uh, obviously, because if you look at the Google Maps... If you don't you... want to be churned by the kilt, either, do you? Well, well, that's, well that's it. I mean, I mean that's, the, that's the big disadvantage. Jason Hart in the in, in the saddle, is he, is he normally riding? Yeah, he's, he's been riding it, hasn't he? Uh, that's strange. Why do you think from the start they they put Jason Hart on and not Joe? Is that do you think that's a request of high clear? Yeah, they must want somebody that's like <laughs> uh, under under fifty. <laughs> under 50 76. Yeah, uh, but can't relate to all the people, can he? So now we've got uh, we've got the Me Too hashtag Me Too on us tomorrow and the Aegis Society that that, that are on yeah. this podcast. Well, I mean, age concern after. <laughs> age, uh, age discrimination. Where we go here? Desert Crown to, to kick to kick the race off. Obviously, this is going to be a blogger bet. There's no danger that bloggers going to be all over Desert Crown. On, on on Saturday. To be fair, Desert Crown. If you look at the sectionals. Uh, of the race this year and compare it on very, very similar ground last year uh, when Hurricane Lane won the Dante. On, on a rough comparison, and it is a bit crude to compare year for year because you don't know the wind conditions and everything else, you'd say Desert Crown is a better horse than Hurricane Lane. So that's on times that, you know, visually it looked good. Sir Michael Stout was beaming because he kind of said before the... Uh, the Dante that this horse had had not much experience and would improve possibly for the run quite a bit. We we might have something special on our hands here, chaps. Do we agree or not agree? Oh, it's plenty, plenty of upside. There's plenty of upside from him, isn't there? Mm. There's all the upside in the world, you know, given the way the trainer operates and the way he trains. There's every upside in the world. I mean, whether I want to back him at, at seven to four, no, but. I can't say that he can't win because it's so much upside. Did you did you hear Kieran Fallon's comments this morning on the draw no. uh, regarding no. Walk of Stars? He said he said this horse has improved a ton since Linkfield. Different horse, he says. Hmm. I thought that was interesting because given how green he is, and how <laughs> and I mean, we, I mean, basically, you know, me and John were ready to call him the Goshen. Of the of the three year old staying types after after Lingfield when he when he just hung his chance away, but Kieran Fallon he was he was he was pointless. Which which would you ride in the Derby if you could? So I mean obviously you can pick the favourite whatever. And he uh, and he just said Walker Stars uh, unanimously just went Walker Stars. He says this is a different horse since Lingfield. We well, he well, rides work at the uh, Applebee's, doesn't yeah, he? So yeah. he's, he's, he was obviously going to pick an Applebee horse. So I, yeah, I think yeah. it's still quite telling that he picked Walker Stars. As you said, I think we were against him on the uh, Lingfield Derby podcast yeah. or whatever it was. Just given he, he hung at Newbury and again, he hung at 
uh, Lingfield, but if he's, I, I didn't hear them comments, but I think they're quite telling, to be honest, because mm. time looked fine at Lingfield, and if he's growing up all the time, he's only had four spins already. Um, it's quite interesting. I don't mind that. Yeah, if it's a case of being immature rather than just ungenuine, which the, when you, if you consider the two, if you're ungenuine, it doesn't really matter what speed you can run to because you'll just always, they'll always toss it off. But if it just is a genuine case of the horse is extremely immature mentally and Fallon was adamant, he said, this is a different horse since Linkfield. It's, it's come on a bundle. So, so it just, you know, that could be interesting for long price. You know, if, if someone wants a long price, to have a go at maybe to look at because he's got the quality he's got he's got the pedigree to do it so that could be interesting what do you um, make of the Crestford horse I didn't mind him the time like the concern is he was a bit free at Nottingham the form's not worked out but the time was good and I think he'll get the trip but I given how he goes through a race I think 12 furlongs on his first third start in this sort of environment might be a bit too much yeah, you're, you're you're saying them comments, and then you look at the price, and what is he, thirty three, forty, something like that. So, yeah. can you grab him at them prices? Not really, not not really, given the upside he's got. Yeah, I, I'll go with that, Quentin. I'll go with that. Um, uh, have we got anything at big prices? Because we we, yep. we, came, we came up with the Hannon horse last year at big prices to run a big race. So we, I'm we, just... we had something that's a big price, didn't we? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the one the one for me at a large price, Grand Alliance, your um, horse to follow, Lee. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with the Epsom run behind the Harney. Further back than ideal in in that race. The race has worked out well. They knocked the ears off of Zane Surrender at Newmarket, came second. United Nations has won from that. Mighty Ulysses looks a group horse, didn't stay that day. 100 to 1. If, if you can get involved in the five, six place market with that, I, I think it'll be hard to kick out of the five or six place. I'm pretty, pretty keen on him. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the high draw either because um, oh, the high draw is better. There. Yeah, the, the changing of the guard. <clears throat> that, that I'm pretty certain they'll go very forward with that. So, so I, I definitely think as they migrate for that for that turn, you know, I don't think I don't think it'll be in the worst position. I'm mean, obviously, I think obviously it's going to be. be uh, uh, I would say probably held up. I don't know what what they're planning, but yeah, like you said, Quentin, something to look at long range. Like some bookmakers are paying daft places again. It could be something for people that you know don't like short prices. Under to one could certainly be be very interesting. Anything to add on the Derby chaps before we move on to the TV races? In the Derby, I mean, what what do you all think of the O'Brien ones then? Well, I don't, well I, what would you what would you like to back out the O'Brien ones at the prices? Well, I wouldn't back changing the guard because it was given a a, a, a perfect Chester ride, which you know it, it was literally the perfect Chester ride. You, you cannot get a more polished ride than what Ryan Moore gave it um, at Epsom. So I, I I'm not really interested in that at all. Eight, eight to one, it just doesn't float my boat at all. What about the uh, Joseph O'Brien one? Any opinions on that? Uh, the baby Josephs, Donnakers, Donnakers. I'm going to say it's the fetus, Nick. The fetus. I'm going to oh, say right. you, you threw me off there. The fetus, <laughs> fetus Donnaker. Um, obviously, beat a horse I I like a lot in Buckaroo. Um, Buckaroo disappointed a little bit in the in the Irish 2000. I I said after the race at Leopardstown that Pisbadil wouldn't beat Buckaroo again. I'm not really a fan of Pisbadil either. I think it's going to get a better position than Stone Edge. 
I don't, I don't think this is ideal for Ryan getting a four box. No, I said before that's, that and Royal that and Royal Patience is often <coughs> awfully hard to get to the front. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think Ryan's going to end up further back than he wants because I, I can't see him boating along early on this. Because I mean, it's out of banana bear, man. He's not absolutely cast down to get the trip. I, I can see Ryan a fair way back here on, on the inside, and uh, whereas I think Pittsburgh will. Uh, It'll be reasonably handy. Uh, with the child <laughs> Piss Badil, I like that one. Piss Badil. Yeah, 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 Piss Badil. We'll go with that. Um, so, okay, we've done the Derby and Oaks. So, we're in a consensus that... No, we're not in a consensus. We're not in any kind of consensus. What no saying? one's giving any tips. No one, no one's ever given any <laughs> fucking tips. I mean, what, what kind of a show is this? You're listening to a podcast. You want Derby and Oaks. They're, they're wondering what to back. So right, come on then, chaps. Let let's summarise it. What 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 are we gun to head? What are each of us backing? So for me, it's Nashville in Oaks. Leng is Nashville in Oaks because he's 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 told me he's backing that. Nick, if you were gun to head in Oaks, what would you back? Uh, your one, Nashville, yeah. Nashville, uh, yeah, yeah. Quentin, you've got a bet now. What is it? I know I, I know your positions. But I bet now I would play Moon de Vega each way. Moon de Vega each way. Okay, Derby. So I'm gonna be blogger and go Desert Crown. Maybe Walker Stars. No, actually, I'll change. I'll change that. Walker Stars, because I, I'm. I was convinced by Kieran's stern face that this was the this was the the real deal since Lingfield. So, and that was the same trial as Adel last year. So, wait till it goes off 66 on the machine and he's late the <laughs> arse out of it. Well, this is, he's one of them late like, gambles, sort of 16s into about eight. You know, Kieran's telling the truth. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going with Walker Stars, I think. John? I'll go with I'll go with the I'll go with the uh crystal bomb. Yeah. 33s. Yeah, the wind blows. Yeah. Uh Grand Alliance each way, hundred to one. Yeah, six pegs. Quentin's looking for the six right. pegs. Six pegs, sixty six to one then. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do John. Desert Crown. Yeah, I I I want I want desert. My heart says I want desert crown to win. Not not because for any other reason that I want the Baron to. It, he's not going to be trading forever, and I want him to go out in a way that sort of Cecil did with with a with a bit of a superstar really, um, because he deserves it. Uh, he's been a brilliant trainer all his life, so that's that's my wishes there. Okay, let's let's do the TV races then, chaps. Uh, so tomorrow at Epsom, we start off with a woodcut. Quentin's already mentioned um, Legend of Xanadu, and I I agree with him on this. Um, I think I think it's probably the best horse in the race. And that 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 shows you the standard. It's not good. I really. I, so thoughts on the woodcut? Any any thoughts, John? Nick? No. I, I just thought I'd, if I had to play on the race, I'd probably go for the two unexposed horses. There's, there's Kate Bidding from Rafe and Ralph, and um, the Cannon House as well. Both, both showed promise on debut and open to more progress than most of these. I'd maybe say which one I like the look of better, Ray Race. Yes. I can see it. I can see a John Ling Paddock look uh, before the race, and he'll be messaging me saying, uh, This either looks shit or good. Um, we'll, we'll go to the two. <laughs> I love it when he says, This looks shit. Um, 235 at Epson. That's the Whirlpool handicap. Totally charming. Uh, I think this is a very good horse. I'm amazed they've come here, though. 
I mean, Revich, Revich is my best bet of the weekend. So. It is. So you've got to sit out, Nick, because yeah. you've already told us. Um, so it's me, Quentin and John chewing the fat on this. And totally charming. I had a really big bet on this last time. Because I think it's a really good horse. I mean, I think it's like a, I think I saw this as like a, a Royal Ascot horse, you know, the 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 straight mile um in the Hunt Cup. And they've decided to come to this gas pit, you know, stole one, you know, dropped out, or you know, what what good's that? No good whatsoever that this gas pit, is it? Um, no. And uh if you've got it in mind for the Hunt Cup, you'd be Quite delighted at what they're doing, really, because I'm quite delighted at what they're doing with Fantastic Fox, because I've got him in mind for the Hunt Cup. Right. I don't, I don't want him winning this, and I think he'll get a bit lit up. I think he'll try to switch him off, and he'll probably look a bit disappointed. And, and if that's the case, I'll, I'll be quite happy with that. I'm all over Revich, same as Nick. I, th- I think he's got a hell of a good chance. Good uh, stuff. He was uh, way too keen in the Lincoln, then ran really well at Chester. Every indication to say this mark isn't beyond him. You know, I think six is a pretty good draw. Um, firework bled on his final start last year. Probably also some potential. Uh, the tried cheek pieces last time when he bled there off. Um, but I think he might not want too much dig in the ground. Um, yeah. Yeah, the shirt the shirt says it might blow up on on reappearance. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm very keen on marriage. I'm laughing at my own. I'm laughing at my own shit. There's no sadder thing than that. Laughing at your own shit. Uh, anyway. Right, okay, we'll move on from that then. We're bored. We're bored. Hold on, hold on. I think I've found one. Revit interested me in the race, but I thought the uh, the other non-friend of the show, Dan and Claire Kubler-Halls, I didn't think that shaped too bad at Red Kite. It kind of shaped like it needed a run back in April. The yard weren't in good nick then. Ended up on the wrong part of the track, furthest away from the far side rail. I think Boardman came out of the race and obviously Frank the form. Um, but he's got a good good win here at Epsom in a decent time uh, mid-summer last year. 25 to 1, he, he kind of appeals as, uh, as backable. Drawing 13 is a concern, but He'll go forward, and there's not too much pace to his immediate inside. So, um, um, I doubts about charming, uh, totally charming, even on the surface. I'm not sure if you do. He's obviously, yeah. best form's been on your weather. He's only yeah. had two two tough starts, but but that's that's why we just, like you. You know, like for totally charming, like Ascot and Doncaster, yeah, like, kind of replicate the old weather. So, so, so yeah, like I, I was surprised they turned up, unless it's a, a plot to get. I don't know, pound off, but then why but will Buick? I, I I can't see totally charming winning because stole one. You can't you can't go forward, so you're trapped at the back. But no, good stuff about Burland Park, Quentin. Uh, not friends of the show though, Daniel and Claire Cobbler. They sent me an email calling me a cunt. But that I mean I mean I mean I mean, I mean basically that, that that's the thing. very good Part judges. The Cubs, the yeah, yeah, good 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 judges of the Cooblers. Um, I don't think it was Claire, um, but anyway, um, I don't. Th- I think they took offence to one of our pods or something. I can't remember, but it was it was, it was a while ago. Um, but there's a fair few they could have. Yeah, I might have mentioned something like you know, the, like 
the, the Ivy running up a wall and they couldn't they couldn't get it to do that, but mm. <laughs> something like that. Anyway, so anyway, we move on to the Coronation Cup where uh, me and Quentin of of Claxon we're all sat pressing Claxon Claxon uh, on Minerva. Nick, 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 I think you're are you favourable on Minerva? Nick? Oh yeah, I'm favourable on Minerva. I'm... Yeah. So, so that, I think that's... I think it could be a Monobel Huck and forecast. <laughs> if you said that quicker, it'd sound even better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, so Monobel and Huckham for <laughs> it's a tongue twister, especially when you're on the gin, John. Huckham, let's back money over. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I mean, it shouldn't be a super claxon bet, really, because all four of us agree. So, yeah, uh, I know it's too short for Nick at five to two. Nick's not interested in anything unless it's got uh, five to one plus. So, yep, yeah, that's it. We're all Minerva. So the kazoo handicap, where I think three of us have tipped in this, have we? Caradoc, yeah. me, me, and me and Quentin for the claxon, and uh, the Dutch claxon on roll champion for Nick. Um, I agree with Nick's case actually. This. You know that it is the it is the sort of like mystery chocolate in the in the box where it doesn't tell you what it is. You know, it's one of them. It might be it might be one of the, a coffee cream which is shit, or it might be a you know a really good one. Um, but John, what's your thoughts on the uh, kazoo handicap? I'm hoping it's the purple one with the toffee and the hazelnut. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I'm all over road champion as well, the same as Nico. I think you've got to forgive the fetid debut this year. Um, obviously, he's going, to, he's going to start the car's headaches if he doesn't deliver very, very soon. But I, I think he, he's worth another go here. I think it's interesting that the trainer's not worried about taking to, taking him to a track like Epsom as well. You know, I mean, he could have easily found a suitable race at Newmarket, somewhere like that. But he's, uh, he's, he's going all in there and I'm happy to follow him. Good. We've got a good Dutch then. So we've definitely got two Claxons here. Uh, Dutch. Yeah, Minerva and the Dutch. She's Royal Champion and Caradoc. Okay, on to Saturday's TV races, just four to go before we end the show. And we start with the the, the aptly named Kazoo Handicap uh, to start the card. The two o'clock, five to one favourite is Blue Trail. Um, Mr. Big Stuff uh, of Richard Spencer's is second in. Any, Any views on this? No, none from here. I thought Mr. Big Stuff got a stinker off Mrs. Marquand at Newbury there. <laughs> um, should have gone close at the very least. This might not be the place to gain redemption with uh, the way the horse seems to need to be ridden. But I'd say it'd be very, very hard to roll out with a clear run. Still got Mark Law for that one. And the killed horse got... Hold your breath, lads. It's very rare I take one of his. Sharp combo. I think he's open to improvement now, going up to 10. And has been gelded since last season. And he's bound to be fairly handy off what wouldn't be guaranteed pace, I would have thought. So he, he could be very interesting. Just time out. Interesting. He looked, he looked the type to be a better three-year-old. Yeah. Nagging doubt about in regards to turf and all weather, given... He's only his best form has been on your weather, but yeah, he's man, only had limited turf starts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Another one for you in this Knowlton Cross, I think, has been poorly ridden 
Uh, they've had Ross Kirkley on it twice. Um, he's been going slow paces. Uh, and Harry Davis sort of like got the set by going a slow pace again at Sandown in the four in a race. Um, it rallied late. And I think I think that was the, the undoing of Nolan Cross. It doesn't look any way in the shape of a horse that you want to go slow on. Um, it's got some very, very good novice form. To, to re-rate it, I, I, I think this is well handicapped because, and now they put iron hands on. Uh, King Kong Iron Hands. He's off to King Kong. He's the Souza. He'll be wanting to to bar out with a with a with an Epsom winner. And and, and I I just think that it'll be an uncomplicated ride. The Souza might actually go a better pace or get handy on this. And I thought Nolan Cross was interesting for Kyle Palmer at ten to one. Favorite looks short in the race, though. It? it was. I know it comes from the Isha Cup, and that normally works out. But that looked a didn't really look a good Isha Cup this year. As John said, Mr. Big Stuff comes from the London Gold Cup. I think that will work out as a good race, but Epsom, is 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 that his course? Nolton Cross, as you said, re-rallied at Sandown last time out after setting ridiculously slow fractions. Um, Targiola, um, I thought caught the eye. It's only Ripon form, but they've stuck the visor on David Egan's an upgrade on Clifford Lee. Form got a knock, I think it was Hamilton earlier in the day, but 12-1 to 1, I thought was sporting about him. Yeah, um, physically I like him, Quentin. I think he's got a lot of improvements to come um, this year in terms of of size and scope. I, the, he's the one that I, I would have like as a physical specimen, probably well above eighty five. He's just he's just obviously it might take a bit of time this year, but you know, good, good shout. Okay, two thirty five. Then uh, we move on to the Princess Elizabeth Stakes. Is this a gin and paint race, John? Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Are we yeah. letting the dog in? No, I'm not actually. Oh, um, well. um, I was totally confident Pot the Porter had it in a run to about 108-110 going into the coronation stakes last year. And various things seemed to go wrong and all the rest of it. What we drowned and ridiculous old up tactics on occasion and then she planted herself in the stalls at Doncaster. Well, I, I thought she ran in the manner of a filly that got sorted out when she came back at Kempton, and I, th- I think she, I think she ought to be favourite ahead of Parish Nicole. I think it is of the Kilts. Um, but the one I'm a little bit interested in as a value pork is Statement, a horse I was very critical of last year when it was with Martin Maid. I thought. Uh, all sorts of crap about the attitude, and I'm pleased it's changed the ads. Um, I'm, I was really surprised to see Pitch 300k, but I think Kevin Rand's the type of lad that will have this completely revved up for Debbie. I think Fresh could be the time to catch her, and I think 25 to 1 plus is really, really tempting for a horse with some good form at this level in the bank. The, the running last year's Fred Darling, um, which was probably the best Fred Darling that's ever been run, would put a well in front of these. Good stuff. Yeah, three three hundred k. It's an interesting purchase because I can't can't really see it in the pedigree why they, they pay three hundred k in, in I, terms of. I would have been barking at giving thirty. So. Mm, so it's no, it's interesting that that, that they do. That there must be something in that, but. Big price. Okay, we'll move on to the Diamed, the 310. Modern Blogger News, there. 11 to 10. Blogger <sighs> 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 
Get your selfie sticks out and rake your stick. <laughs> <laughs> post your bets. Yeah, that's it. Hundred pound win modern news eleven to ten, and then post a Chateaubriand with six chunky chips sticking out of a little bowl, and then and then with your betting slip next to it, and say modern news boom. <laughs> and then if the rain comes, it's gonna be there's gonna be some long long faces. I think this gets beat on soft ground. He's doesn't move like like time and sectionals off the clock last time out at Windsor. But he's been beat on good to soft already, and. He doesn't move like a soft ground horse. And my angle into the race is, if, like we discussed off air, the weather's wet forecasts are saying different thing. Nick said it's now saying dry. I've said thunderstorms. Lee said wind. Um, so I thought if, if the rain comes, I thought Zarkuski was a massive price here. Yeah, 12 to 1. Yeah, for Charlie Apple. Like, but yeah. It, it's, he's got soft ground form in the book, disappointed at uh, over in the desert. But he went off 5 to 2 jolly for a Jebel Hatter. Um, there's, there's form in the book. There's not much pace in the race. And I think he just looks the type that will be suited by just being let roll around here. If, if Like I said, if, it, it depends if the rain comes. If it's fast ground, then good luck beating modern news. Um, but if, if the rain comes, then Zarkuski's a, a fair poke at 12 to 1. Good stuff, Quentin. Yep, I, I, like, I like that if the ground comes. I, I actually agree with you on that. I think that's when I'll be backing or, or keeping an eye on the weather for that one, certainly. Nick, anything on that for you? Not for me, thank you. No, so we'll finish off then with the Epsom Dash. I reckon Nick Davis, I'm coming to you. You must have something for the Dash. Unfortunately, it's, the price has gone. I mean, I haven't even availed myself of it. From the minute, I haven't seen any anti post. From the minute that one at Sandown, I thought, living the dream. It's unusual for a, a three-year-old to, to run well with this, but I think he looked to me so so suited going to be suited he, he gets away really really well I think he can beat King of the Stars to the rail the other two near the rail Tona Brown and Stone of Destiny will not beat him I think he's to bag the rail and uh, get a very 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 close and he goes here but I, I, I want tens you want tens in this race don't you well, if you say you want tens, that means it's about a fives or a nine or two. It's a, no, it's a, it's a, I think it's thirteen to two. <laughs> Davis is like never, never lender. He's 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 fantastic with his bets, but he 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 literally wants his steak dinner, his his pudding that works. And 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 I believe there's a bit of value at sevens, Nick. If if you're saying if you're saying that should be tens, I'm pricing it at fives. Well. Uh, <laughs> he, he, look, he, he, look, he looks the type he, I mean he looks the type but it's usually sort of not a three year old race but that looked to me the minute I saw that at Sandown and I said I put it away for that and then he, we won and went on one and won another race at Chester could be uh, a lovely absent yeah could be a, lo- a lovely absent winner for Batman uh, Adam West and uh, yeah, 7 one I, I, I like that I like Nick's case I like its profile what do does uh, Quentin and John think there's not a lot not to like about it, is there, really? I mean, uh, and it's there. When, uh, I tend to agree with you. When, when Nick's fancy in tens, five to one probably is a decent price. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, about, it's about a nine to two perk. If Nick, Nick yeah. likes what, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nick doesn't like to post a picture of his steak with his selfie stick after he's had a winner. No, he doesn't. Post a picture of the table where he's got the steak discarded, the hookers there, <laughs> spread eagle. She's got the six chips up her ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, 
What a vision. Interesting. I'm uh, getting ready for the Bar- it's the Barnsley Chops tonight, lads. Barnsley Chop, there we that's go. A, that's a sex move. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the old Barnsley Chop. <laughs> Steady on, mate. I'll probably get a heart attack at my age. Barnsley Chop. I'll never. I can't have one of them now. <laughs> Quentin, Quentin, anything here? Uh, a couple. I, I didn't really like fine wine, won by a large margin at York. And we know what happens with who's it, your winning margins. I know Rasil franked the form, but looked short enough at the top of the market. Dusky Lord had the rail, uh, hot rail at Newmarket. Form was worked out, but didn't particularly like him. There's a, as, as there always is in a race like this, there's a stack of pace. Um, Robert Cowell's horse at Number what number was it? Lip sync number eighteen. Um, it'll be up there with the pace, but I think it'll probably go off 66, 70 on the machine, something like that. Um, yards coming into form. They've had a couple of winners after being in the doldrums. Um, shaped like needing it down two pounds. I thought he was of interest. At, you're probably best off just backing it like Betfair starting price or something. I can't see him being a big gamble. Yeah. Um, and then I'd probably look for a hold-up horse, maybe Mukatel. Uh, the good kids back on, headgear off, well, headgear back on, but um, given the amount of pace, maybe something like that. So Lipsync and Mukatel, or however you call it, they would be my ideas of potential bets in the race, but getting ground-dependent, isn't it? Yeah, we'll have to wait until till the ground is uh, is known on the day. And obviously, you might have to even wait longer than that. we we'll have to wait for the weather. And uh, your visions, I'm sure listeners of a Barnsley chop might have changed <laughs> after this show. <laughs> That's all from Lee, us. Lee, God, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not back hook them. So that's all from from myself, John, Nick, and Quentin. Uh, We're back on Sunday for the sermon. We've got Icy on the show. So God knows what's going to happen in in that hour on Sunday. Anything goes, and that's that's us as the bar stewards. So join us then, and hope you have a fabulous weekend. And let's see if Haggis gets that shirt out uh, on, on, on Saturday. That's all from us. Bye for now.